This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Friday. I hope you've got some great plans for this weekend. I know there's uh, definitely tons of things to do. I've done a couple of interviews over the last couple of weeks. You've got spaghetti dinners. You've got a Deutschland dinner. You've got um, the Boys and Girls Club. They're having their bags tournament tomorrow at the Civic Center. Um, you can register for that starting at 11, and the tournament actually kicks off at 1230. So that's a great opportunity to not only have fun with your family and friends, but also to raise funds for the Boys and Girls Club. And, of course, we all know how discretional funds help out a lot. Grant funds are amazing, but for the most part, they have um, specific uh, a, a specific list of things that you need to do with that. So discretional funds are needed for things like popcorn. And today I have with me Mr. Patrick Smith. Mr. Smith, popcorn's important, right? Oh, absolutely. Every movie I have, uh, I attend, I'm, I'm looking for the popcorn first. <laughs> so there you go. And just a little added incentive for our kids to continue their great work at school. So again, lots of things going on. And so that voice you heard, that was Patrick Smith. He is the Vice President of Operations and Technical Services with Ameren. And so we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Thanks for having me. Um, I've interviewed a few people from Ameren before, and I'm always curious to know, how did you become involved with Ameren? Long time ago, 38 years ago, actually um, just in college looking for a summer job and applied to then uh, the company was called Union Electric. And so several mergers and acquisitions later, the name is now Ameren, Ameren, Illinois, Ameren, Missouri. But I started as a meter reader uh, long in 1985, reading meters in the East St. Louis, Illinois area. Isn't that funny how you will start a career and it just continues to grow and you continue to have those amazing opportunities to to move uh, in different directions with your career? Yeah, it's a great company. I've had tons of mentors who have sometimes made better decisions for me than I could have made for myself. So I made some good choices along the way, worked hard and things have worked out. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations on that um, and congratulations on that, that. That's a long time you've been with that company. Yeah, approaching four decades, and, and I can remember starting and seeing folks who had been here that long and, and, and not really expecting to be here this long myself, but it's been a wonderful career with a wonderful uh, organization. I love that. And so I see a lot of pictures in your background. Tell me about your family. Yeah, so uh, my wife uh, actually works for the organization. She works for Ameren Corporation, uh, Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for Ameren Corporation. She's been here over 30 years as well. But I have two two children, uh, or they're adults now, uh, a daughter who's, uh, she uh, works in um, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, the University of Kentucky uh, graduate, married with our two-year-old granddaughter. And my son lives in New York, and uh, he's a Lexington, Kentucky graduate as well. And uh, he actually lives in Brooklyn and works out there. Mm -hmm. Isn't being a grandparent the best thing ever? You know, I, I just found this out a couple of years ago, and, and I, I've always heard that, and now I can uh, attest to it as well. We uh, They live in uh, Lexington, as I mentioned, so every chance we get, we're either heading east to Lexington or we're asking them to come here so we can see our granddaughter Sloan. Mm -hmm. Well, 
Hi, Sloan. I hope you're listening today. You may not understand what we're talking about, but Grandpa loves you. He's talking about talking about you. Um, so, Patrick, my daughter uh, is 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 was married to a Marine because he's no longer a Marine, but they're still married. So, um, yeah. So we had the opportunity. Um, they were in Okinawa. They were in Hawaii. They were in North Carolina, California. So we would we would go to no ends of the earth to make sure that we were seeing our grandson. So I totally hear you as far as um, all vacations, all free time. We're headed down the road, or they were headed here. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's all. Anything associated with family is always uh, destined to be a great time. There you go. Well, um, with your Ameren family, um, you know, of course, I had to I had to learn all of us had to learn that new word de de Rachel. And I was like, I was thinking it's it looks like Jericho. And I'm thinking it was, you know, from the Bible story, the Jericho and marching around the walls and the walls falling. I think that's almost how that was when it actually hit the Vermilion County and other areas. Yeah, you know, that that term, the ratio, is something that I wish I didn't know what it was either. And uh, But unfortunately, in our line of work, uh, you know, Mother Nature uh, throws all kind of things at us. And, and the, the forces that come along, the natural forces of the winds and rain and other that come along with a ratio has been uh, something we've had to deal with on a few occasions. Well, it was quite the surprise here, and I, I know the response from Amron was amazing. So let's go ahead and take our first break, and then when we come back, we're going to jump into the response and, and how you all earned an amazing award from that event. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Community Connection. This morning, we are speaking with Patrick Smith. He is a Vice President of Operations and Technical Services with Ameren, and we were getting ready to talk about that word de ratio. So, um, yeah, when that hit, Patrick, I, I think everyone was just kind of in shock. I, I can't really remember something like that happening in the Vermilion County area, so... Um, it, it was pretty new, you know. We were standing outside watching it approach, and you could see you could see something was coming that wasn't going to be so good. And then we started hearing transformers blowing and lines breaking and power going out. So quite the surprise that day. Yes, I mean, there, there was uh, there was something that didn't necessarily catch us by surprise. And we've invested a lot in technology that gives us indications that we're about to have trouble from the weather and other uh, other threats. So we knew that. Um, we would definitely have some issues and uh, we did work on the front end of that to actually prepare and have people and equipment and material in place to uh, make sure that we recovered from it as soon as we could. Um, well, I think you all did an amazing job. I know things were, were moving very quickly and people were um, getting electricity back quickly. But um, before we start, let's just talk about the Edison Electric, Electric Institute and uh, what that means with Ameren. Yeah, so the uh, Edison Electric Institute, and we typically refer to it as EEI. Uh, so we actually received an emergency response award from EEI, and it recognizes the work that we've done, you know, to recover, and with the assistance and our efforts of other electric companies to recover and restore power to our customers following that derecho that came through our service territory on June 29th. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, you witnessed some of the impact of it, but it actually left a, uh, a path of damage much larger than that. 
I think it was about a 500-mile stretch of damage across several Midwest states, and it caused thousands of power outages uh, throughout the Midwest, including our service territory. So EEI recognized our response in in how we restore customers quickly and safely uh, because of a lot of things that we have done on blue sky days and when nothing was happening. But we definitely got recognized for that, and we feel good about that. Mm -hmm. I actually saw a picture in our local newspaper, so I I knew that you were, you know, have received that award. And then when uh, Brett contacted me to arrange an interview, I was thankful for that because, you know, again, I'm an Amarin customer. And I was here just like anybody else waiting for those services to be restored and was amazed at how quickly Amarin was responding to that, and uh, um, you know it's interesting to say how you it was a, it was probably a surprise to many of us, but it wasn't a surprise to Amarin. No, again, uh, we invest in a lot, and part of that is technology to understand where the weather threats are, are forming, and if they were crossing the path of our service territory. So, prior to that, we uh, we reached out to to make sure that we had assistance, knowing that we would have to rely on others uh, within our uh, footprint or others within the the Midwest area to help. And the problem there also was that so many uh, service areas and other utility companies and organizations would be impacted by the damage from this particular storm. So that was complicated in making sure we had the resources. But we also moved our internal folks to uh, certain locations that we thought would incur the damage. We moved equipment and we were basically prepared. And People see, most of the time, they'll see the line workers who are out in the fields, but there's a whole uh, organization and support organization that goes into play to support the workers in the field. So our administrative people, folks doing all kinds of things to make sure that we can restore our customers as safely and as quickly as we can following the devastating impacts of uh, an event like a derecho. Do you have partnerships like with other um uh, power or electrical companies that if something's happening in our area, they can come help or something's happening in their area, you all can go help? Yeah, the the, the United States is really sliced up into mutual assistance groups, and, and that's based out of EEI. And, and the thinking there is that to have enough people to be able to respond to that type of damage at any one time is not cost effective for our customers. But, you know, if we think about how do we how do we uh, align with other companies who make agreements that, hey, if you have problems, we will come help you. And the commitment from us then is if another company has, has problems, we will come help them. So when we think about it like that, we're able to ramp up and bring in as many as 2,000, 2,500 workers into a small area to help get customers back on as quickly as we can through their mutual assistance groups. And isn't that uh, uh, just a, a good sign of humanity that companies will work together instead of being competition? I mean, when an emergency happens, we're, we're all people in need. And so it's great to see companies join partnerships like that. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point and it's interesting because, you know, in my career, I also worked as a uh, line worker and I think sometimes uh, when you first think about working these storms, you're going you're working some overtime, so you, you'll make a couple extra dollars for sure. But I can recall being in the middle of this, and, and really your primary focus is on the customers. And and, that, and it's, it's interesting how that happens. You're not thinking about other things. You're thinking about 
people out of service. And, you know, we, we say we power the quality of life. And you're really thinking about that, that people need what we provide. And you're working as safe as you can, but as fast as you can to get folks on. And, and, and that's no different for us than it is for the folks who come in from other companies to help us. We're all aligned in that mission. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talk about that day and the damage that it caused. You're talking about a 500 plus mile stretch. What exactly happened in the east and southeast that afternoon? Yeah, they, you know, so you're thinking it's a tough time. It's coming up, pro, uh, approaching the uh, July 4th holiday weekend when typically folks would try to take some vacation and, and do some things with their families. But on the 29th, it came and this was the largest uh, storm that we've had and the most damage we've had in, over in the last 15 years. And so this is very significant and very interesting that we were able to, uh, you know, to make sure that we had enough people. And so I think the National Weather Service, uh, Service sorry, recorded wind gusts of 100 miles per hour greater in some parts of central and southeast Illinois. And so there's a straight line winds and we even had several tornadoes that resulted. And when you think about that, it's not just the uh, electrical infrastructure, but everything's really being damaged. And we're just part of that. Uh, but what, what I will say is, I mean, there were there were over a thousand poles broken. And within the first few hours that the storm passed, uh, we had over 250 power poles broken. So that's a lot of damage and a lot of work to be uh, done in a short amount of time. And and I think our our customer peak was about 182,000 customers who experienced outages, 1,000 customers uh, per minute. And some of the hardest hit areas in the state, Macomb, Champaign, and Vermilion counties. And again, it was the most significant uh, event that we've experienced in the last 15 years, but we responded well as a uh, in, as a re- represented by being rewarded this EEI award and uh, but we definitely don't want to have to go through this again no never once was enough that's plenty um let's take our last break and then we'll come back and finish the show we'll be right back Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection. This morning, we are speaking with Mr. Patrick Smith. He's the Vice President of Operations and Technical Services with Ameren. And we are here today to congratulate them on the award they received from the Edison Electric Institute. Um, you know, again, being a customer, being on this side of it, I appreciated the response. And, you know, I think it was a heric- her. Her Hercules. Her- I can't say the word, but you know what I mean. It was that type of an effort. It was that type of an effort, and, you know, I would see the the linemen out working, and, of course, as you said, you know, it wasn't only the linemen because there's a lot of technical supports behind them, but to see them out in the storm and really in dangerous, dangerous situations, there were power lines all over, but they were here and they were working nonstop. Yes, uh, definitely. We knew it would be a significant storm based on our technology, but uh, we had no idea that it, it would be uh, cause as much damage as it did. Uh, and again, I'd say it was the worst storm we've had in the last 15 years. But even given that, you know, our system, well, we did have broken poles and, and, and wires down. It was amazing to see the resiliency of some parts of our system, even against 
winds in excess of 100 miles an hour. And, and that really speaks to a lot of the investment that we've done in the system over the last several years. And so when you think about making the system physically harder, we've invested in, in uh, poles, composite poles that are not wood. They're made out they're man-made material. And, uh, and they can withstand these type of damages or this type of force. We've invested in a, a smart grid technology so a lot of what we had to do to get folks back on was just pouring many uh, resources in the field, many people, two, 3,000 folks in the field. However, there was a lot that occurred uh, just, uh, you know, automatically through our smart uh, technology. Our circuits were able to be switched around. So many folks were restored independent of, of people but based on the investments we made on the grid. So a lot of the customers that came back on early in the storm, they came back on through our automation investments. So uh, so that was a great help. And that's something that you hadn't seen in the past, but you're now seeing based on, again, the investments we're making in the system. So again, it was, it was, it was a, a really uh, heavy effort. It required not only, you know, every available person in Ameren, Illinois and Ameren, Missouri to support, but also uh, our mutual assistance partners who came from many states away to help us restore these customers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, one of the questions is talking about if, if we get a if we get an old man, man winter throw back in here. I, I don't know that we're going to, but, you know, I don't know. Just when we think winter is over. Um, snow comes back into the, it's the Midwest. So anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. So um, I think the preparations that you're talking about, just with all the smart grid investments, um, you all are prepared to handle whatever comes your way. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's easy to forget, uh, you know, maybe the durations of uh, power outages of the past. And, 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 you know, so that's, that's a gift and a curse, but we, 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 we're we glad our customers expect a lot out of us. And you think about over the last several years, uh, we've helped customers avoid more than 6.5 million outages and saving more than $2 billion in related costs. So there, there are costs associated with outages, and this is based on just the technology that we've invested in uh, and just being better at responding to storms through our personnel and our training. So, so we do think that uh, we, when you think about what happened maybe 10 years ago and what happened now, our customers certainly have a much different experience no matter what Mother Nature throws at us. Mm -hmm. Well, we certainly appreciate that. And, you know, just going back to the award from Edison Electric Institute, you know, one of the questions, did, did the employees with Ameren, Illinois, feel validated for their efforts through this award? Yes. I, yeah, I really think so. I, you know, I would say uh, responding to storms is not new for us, and we certainly don't do it for awards. Again, there's a there's a, a feeling of, uh, you know, that, that you're doing what we're called to do, and folks depend on having the, the power that we provide, gas and electric. But I do think every now and then having an uh, organization like EEI, Edison Electric Institute, stand up and say, hey, you did it as well or better than anyone in the nation for this time. That is humbling, and we very much appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. And, you know, from the people in the Vermillion County, the Il greater Ileana area, thank you all for your hard work, um, you know, 
there were there were people literally depending on you for their life's needs at those moments and your, your company they shined so thank you from all of us yeah you're welcome and, and we take our commitment serious uh our, our aim is to continue to invest in the system and, and to provide that level of service and to continue to power the quality of life for our more than 3 million uh, customers in Illinois. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. I appreciate it. Audience, I hope you've learned something more today. You know, I think that we can definitely take our our uh, power, electricity, gas. I think we can take all that for granted. And uh, we all saw really quickly when we didn't have it, how it affected our lives. So thank you to Amarin for their amazing response. Congratulations again on the award from the Edison Electric Institute. And audience, um, again, get out and do something this weekend. Lots of things going on. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.